Welcome. I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of 2 Corinthians. Today is episode 503. Looking at 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 through 33. Let's read our passage. Are they servants of Christ? I'm a better one, with far more labors, many more imprisonments, far worse beatings, many times near death. Five times I received the forty lashes minus one from the Jews. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I received a stoning. Three times I was shipwrecked. I have spent a night and a day in the open sea. On frequent journeys I faced dangers from rivers, dangers from robbers, dangers from my own people, dangers from Gentiles, dangers in the city, dangers in the wilderness, dangers at sea, and dangers among false brothers. Toil and hardship, many sleepless nights, hunger and thirst, often without food, cold and without clothing. Not to mention other things. There's the daily pressure on me, my concern for all the churches. Who is weak, and I am not weak? Who is made to stumble, and I do not burn with indignation? If boasting is necessary, I will boast about my weaknesses. The God and Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, who is blessed forever, knows I am not lying. In Damascus, a ruler under King Aristos guarded the city of Damascus in order to arrest me. So I was let down in a basket through a window in the wall and escaped from his hands. This is 2 Corinthians. This is the letter Paul sending to the church in Corinth. Titus is taking this letter to Corinth. He had taken a previous letter that Paul had sent after his brief visit, which ended in a, a lot of opposition. So he sent the tearful letter which really laid out the problems of how they had treated him and challenged them to repent of their sinful behavior. And it seems to work. The majority of the church is on board with him now, but there's still a few who aren't, and there's some situations he has to deal with. One of them is this group of people who Paul calls super apostles. He also calls them false apostles. They're a group of Jewish Christians who have come to Corinth and are leading the people astray. They seem to be leading the people to have to adopt Jewish practices in order to be authentic Christians. And they are presenting what Paul calls a false Jesus, a false gospel, and a false spirit. He's comparing himself to them, and he's doing what he accuses them of doing, that is, boasting. So he's in this section we call the fool's speech which begins uh, in chapter 11, verse 1, and goes through chapter 12, verse 13. And he considers boasting to be foolish. And so that's what he's doing. But he's doing it in order to mock them, because they boast about their accomplishments. They boast about their status. And so Paul is basically mocking them by saying, well, if they're going to boast, I'm going to boast. And recognize it is foolishness, because boasting is foolish. So he compared himself last time with them in, in the realm of their pedigree, that they claim to be authentic Jewish people and descendants of Abraham. And Paul said, well, I'm every bit as much of that as them. So now he begins a section where they're talking about their own accomplishments, Paul talks about his suffering. So let's jump into it, starting in verse 23 of chapter 11. 
Last time we actually looked at the first part of verse 23, but to get the, the whole sense of it, we'll pick it up at the beginning of verse 23. Are they servants of Christ? I am a better one. Now he goes to explain that. With far more labors, many more imprisonments, far worse beatings, many times near death. Now these are just four categories of things that he has encountered. And now he's going to go and explain what those things look like labors, imprisonments, beatings, and uh, approaching death. So, verse 24. Five times I received the 40 lashes minus one from the Jews. Well, in the book of Deuteronomy, it is uh, whipping is one of the punishments which is uh, authorized for use, but it's limited to 40 lashes. You cannot beat someone with more than 40 lashes. And just so, in case there was a, an error in counting, we didn't want to violate the law in beating someone. The, the tradition was you didn't actually strike someone more than 39 times, just in case there was an error in counting. So hence the, the term 40 lashes minus one. And that's from the Jews. So that would be administered based on the book of Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 25. He says... Three times I was beaten with rods. Now that would be from the Roman authorities. In fact, one of the symbols of Roman authority was this bundle of rods. And those would be used to beat people uh, who were to be punished. Now it generally wasn't done to Roman citizens. But sometimes Paul found himself in a, uh, some big messes where his Roman citizenship didn't seem to count for much. In fact, they were beaten with rods in the city of Philippi and then thrown into jail. And later, when they decided everything had settled down, they sent word to the jailer to release Paul. Paul sent word back, said, uh, well, you want to sneak us out of city in the middle of the night because you beat us Roman citizens with rods? And that's where they really were afraid then because they realized they had violated the Roman law. So the 40 lashes minus one, that was what he got from the Jewish people. Beaten with rods, he got that from the Roman authorities. It says, once I received a stoning. Well, we know that one. That was in the city of Lystra on the first missionary journey in Galatia, where he was stoned and they left him for dead outside the, the city. Some of these others, we just don't know. We, we know he was beaten with rods in Philippi, but so many of these, the book of Acts doesn't tell us anything about them. That doesn't mean they're not authentic, just that they're not recorded for us. And this is not all-inclusive. So this is a period of Paul's life that he's going through here, which begins with his conversion experience outside the, the city of Damascus in Acts chapter 8 and then goes up to the present time where he is currently on his third missionary journey in the very beginning of Acts chapter 20. So it's probably a span of about 25 years. Now, if you go look at the rest of Paul's life, he has a whole lot more of these kind of things to share because we, we haven't even finished the book of Acts with all the things he goes through. Three times I was shipwrecked. I've spent a night and a day in the open sea. Now, it would be wrong to look in the book of Acts at his uh, shipwreck experience on the island of Malta, 
because that hasn't happened yet. This is still the third missionary journey. Like I said, the beginning of Acts chapter 20 is where this would fall in the Acts timeline. So he says there are three other times he was shipwrecked, and once he was even adrift out in the open ocean for uh, a night and a day. Verse 26, On frequent journeys I faced dangers from rivers, dangers from robbers. Now there's pairs of things here. One is rivers and robbers. So that's just the danger of traveling. In the time frame here, there aren't bridges to speak of. So if you're traveling from one place to another, you get to a river, you've either got to find a ferry to get across or swim across, wade across, somehow get across. And that can be quite treacherous at times trying to cross a river. And also robbers you're out in the uh, countryside and there's no law and order anywhere. There is the Roman peace administered by the Roman soldiers, but they're not the police force. So uh, you're kind of at the mercy of bands of robbers that might be roaming about. So rivers and robbers, just uh, dangers of traveling, dangers from my own people, dangers from Gentiles. So that's pretty much everybody. His own people would be the Jews and Gentiles would be the non-Jews. And we see he had trouble with both kinds of people as he traveled around to different places. Now this next is a group of three, and it's three places. Dangers in the city, dangers in the wilderness, dangers at sea. So again here, wherever he was, he was facing dangers. And he was arrested and beaten in cities. He was robbed in the countryside and he was shipwrecked at sea. So wherever he went, he had a lot of trouble. And then dangers among false brothers. That one stands on its own. And I'm not sure who he's talking about here. because We don't really see a lot of that in the book of Acts. But he is dealing with that right now in Corinth. These false apostles these super apostles. They are false brothers, and he's dealing with problems with them. Verse 27, toil and hardship, many sleepless nights, hunger and thirst, often without food, cold, and without clothing. So he's just going through all the trouble he's had in his service to God, and he's countering this to the success that these super apostles have had. They've just had nothing but incredible experiences in ministry. Everywhere they go, just wonderful things happen. Paul says, well, it's not the way it is with me. Where I go, Satan attacks, and there is trouble. It goes on verse 28. Not to mention other things. There's the daily pressure on me. My concern for all the churches. I hear he's just talking about, no, this is last. Kind of the, the capstone of it all is, yeah, all these other things where I nearly die, yeah, that's that's problematic. But the biggest pressure on me is my concern for the churches. All these churches I have planted all over the place, they concern me. They weigh on me. Verse 29, who is weak and I am not weak? Who is made to stumble and I do not burn with indignation? So here he's speaking of his heart for those who are weak. His passion for those who are caused to stumble. He's indignant when people are caused to stumble. And he identifies with the weak. In fact, it's his own weakness here that he is bragging about, that he is boasting about. Now, verse 30, 
If boasting is necessary, I will boast about my weaknesses. The God and Father of the Lord Jesus, who is blessed forever, knows I am not lying. He brings it back to the topic, the boasting. He said it's foolishness. Please indulge my foolishness. I know you'll indulge my foolishness because you guys do indulge foolishness. You put up with the craziness from these false apostles. So put up with some of my foolishness. I'm going to act foolish like they act foolish. They boast, I'm going to boast. Except here he says, I'm boasting in my weaknesses. In verse 32 and 33, this is kind of odd here, the location of it. In Damascus, a ruler under King Eratos guarded the city of Damascus in order to arrest me. So I was let down in a basket through a window in the wall and escaped from his hands. Now this is part of the account of Damascus. Paul came to Christ in Damascus and the, the actual timeline's a little fuzzy. You have to put some different things together. But it seems he left, went into Arabia, then came back to Damascus. And then there was an order to arrest him. And so some of the brothers rescued him and put him down the outside of the wall in a basket. And there he escaped and went back to Jerusalem. Why is that here? It doesn't seem to fit. And it's hard to say. I mean, you just don't really know. Uh, some say it's this whole letting down is in contrast to being lifted up in the next section. Uh, others aren't so convinced of it. Uh, others are saying it's just more example of this is very undignified. This is not the way super apostles act. They don't barely escape by the skin of their teeth being arrested by some pagan ruler in the city of Damascus by being lowered down the wall in a basket. That's pretty undignified. But Paul's just using this to highlight his weakness. Here he's, in, even in his escape from Damascus, it's, it's weakness. And God has used Paul's weakness to be a strength. God has used the weakness of Paul to accomplish his purposes. And that in doing so, it's obviously God who has done it, not Paul, in all his smoothness and incredible ability. And so Paul is arguing the same format that they argue about. They argue about just all the wonderful things they've done. We've done this, we did this, they did this, and it's just so incredible. Everywhere we go, it's just so incredible. Paul says, well, everywhere I go, it is really bad, and things bad happen, and it's because I'm suffering for the Lord. It's my own weakness that these things happen. Had I uh, received a lot of protection and patronage and money from all the people who uh, would be willing to support me, then maybe some of these things wouldn't happen. But I don't do that because I operate out of my own weakness and allow the Lord to shine through me. So this is Paul's argument. He's going to shift gears now and start talking about visions and revelations and his thorn in the flesh. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through 2 Corinthians.